Well, good evening. This is Apostle Robert Summers, and I am delighted that you have decided to join us here. This is the teaching ministry of Robert and Dixie Summers, and this is the show entitled Marriage Matters. And today I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about a topic that I think has been confusing to some, and I believe would probably, it's going to be uh, somewhat controversial, um, but I want to talk about the topic about the husband being the high priest of the home. And, of course, I've heard many people say that the husband is the high priest of the home. I've heard women say that the husband is the high priest of the home. And uh, what we need to look at is where do we see this in the Word of God? Where do we get that teaching? Of course, there's many denominations that teach that the husband is the high priest of the home or that the husband is the spiritual head. And is is that correct? Is Is that a correct teaching? Is that scripturally sound? Of course, we know in the Word of God in Ephesians chapter number 5, I, I believe this is where people may get this from. In Ephesians 5 and 22, it says, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So, I believe that this scripture, if used for the purpose of talking about uh, that the husband is the high priest or the spiritual head of the home, is really um, really stretching this the context of this text to a, a place that I don't believe it needs to go. In context, let, let's talk about what this text is talking about. We're not going to dig too deep into it, but I do want to, for the purpose of this conversation, um, explain to you the context of the text, what we just read. In context, what this is talking about love, it's talking about, in the case of a husband, that a husband should love his wife. So that's the focus, is husbands love your wife. Um, also, the in context, we see that the context is giving, in that Christ gave himself for the church. Husbands should give themselves for their wives, or we can use the term today um, rather than giving, we could say serving. So the context of this scripture, or this um, these several verses here, is talking about love and serving, and then of course the third component to it would be subject or uh, subjection, excuse me, or authority, speaking specifically about leadership or working together as a team. Um, I don't believe that there's anywhere in within this these passages here where it's talking about that the men or husband rather is the spiritual head of the home uh, or the high priest at home. And and men, let, let's talk about this for a moment. Do you really think that you're the high priest of your home? Uh, do you really think that you're the spiritual head of your home? Because if so, then I would challenge you and ask you, from that perspective, what is your responsibilities? Do you even know how to find out what these responsibilities uh, 
may be? Or is it that the mindset of being the spiritual head of the home or the high priest of the home simply subjective? There's no objectivity to it. It's simply subjective um, and just totally based on gender or some type of superiority complex. So, again, to... To, I know that may you kind of rock some people's world a little bit and really you know shake their religious mindset, but again we just can't interject into scriptures what we feel that we want them to say at our present time. That is not what this scripture is talking about. Even the culture to whom the scripture is written to is totally different than than today. But again, I, I have counseled many of, of people, husbands and wives, and I know that this, you know, men are constantly bringing this up to me that, well, I'm the spiritual head of the home, and um, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the high priest of the home, and therefore the, uh, my wife should listen to everything I say, and she needs to do everything I say. I make the final decisions and things like that. And, 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 and that sounds really good, and it sounds extremely religious, but then I would ask the question, okay, well, if you're the high priest of your home, then um, are you also the savior of your home? Are you the sanctifier? Because here, if you're going to say, you know, Christ, of course, being our high priest, if, if, if that's the case and you're replacing Christ, then are you also the savior of your home? Are you the sanctifier of your home? Christ is not only a high priest. And so, again, when we look at this, and, and again, this, you know, metaphorically, this, this is speaking of the husband uh, is being compared to Christ's relationship to the church. But again, it's metaphorically, it's not speaking in literal terms that the husband is the high priest. It's not saying the husband is the sanctifier. It's not saying the husband is, because if that's the case, again, you can go down the line and say, well, then the husband's the redeemer, or the husband is the Lamb of God, or the husband is the, the chief apostle, um, or the husband is the intercessor. You know, and, and, and so, again, we have to be very, very uh, uh, careful. So, again, if this was true, that the husband is the high priest or the spiritual head, does that also mean that he's the, the mediator uh, of the home? And in other words, that he is the, you know, a mediator is someone that stands between or within the gap between God and a person. Um you know, is is that what this is really saying, men? Is that what you're really trying to say um, when you use scripture that says that you are the spiritual head of the home? Um, no, and quite frankly, let's just get down to brass tacks and keep this, you know, conversation or this discussion just very real. Uh, women do not need husbands to be the spiritual head of the home. Okay, they don't need the husbands to intercede for them. Well, now, why is that? Well, because, again, women have the right to go directly to God, just like a man has a right to go directly to God. There is no substitution. There is no go-between. There is no intercessor between God and man that man can stand uh, within that gap. The Bible clearly says to all believers that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. So, Women don't need men to be this spiritual controlling head, nor do they need men to be the, the, the high priest of their home. That is not the job that men have. The, what, what women really need, what wives need their husbands to do, 
is to, according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 7, treat them and respect them and honor them as the weaker vessels. Okay? Honor them as the weaker vessels. Now, that's something that does need to take place. And quite frankly, I'm just appalled at the amount of men that do not treat their wives as the weaker vessels and have them, you know, doing things that men should be doing. That's disrespectful. That's not honoring. And the Bible says when that happens, your prayers, men, are, are, are hindered because you are heirs together in the grace of life. Okay? What women need is they need their husbands to love them, to respect them, to honor them, to treat them as the weaker vessel. Heck, in some cases, wives need their husbands to go get a job. Okay? I mean, fix the faucet. Respect them. Open the door. Do the things that need to be done. That's where the focus should be. Not on this spiritual oversight or this spiritual high priest or the spiritual head of the home. This, this, this teaching that's out there is just not scriptural. And I know that this comes from you know, a lot of denominations that teach this. Um, and, and, and it gets ingrained in men and it becomes a very, a, just a point of control, a point of manipulation. And it just you know bashes the the wife into some subjective subjectivity that she doesn't need to be uh, brought into. So this teaching where the husband is the high priest of the home is not scriptural. This teaching where the husband is the spiritual head is not scriptural. Why? Well, number one is because we're in the new covenant, and every one of us have been made priests unto God. I mean, how do you reconcile the statement? Well. I'm the high priest of my home, and I'm the spiritual head of my home. How do you reconcile scriptures like 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5, and verse number 9? Or, or Revelations uh, chapter 1, and verse number 6, where it says, Unto him who loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests. I mean, how do you reconcile that when the term is, it says he's made us kings and priests? Okay, I mean, we just can't begin to throw scriptures out the door and act as though, um, you know, they, they, they don't exist. How do we reconcile these, these numerous scriptures that are there? In Revelations 5 and 10, it says, And hath made us, that includes male and female, unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign uh, on earth with him. So how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile Revelations 20 and verse number 6? So this teaching is not scriptural in that, number one, we are in the new covenant. We are not in the old covenant, and we and we have all been made kings and priests. Okay. Also, another reason why this teaching is not scriptural is because in the new in the new covenant, that is, Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our high priest, and I don't see anywhere within script with uh, within scripture where Jesus had stopped being our high priest. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 17, it says, Wherefore in all things it uh, behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation of the sins of the people. So here we have where, where it's Jesus has been made the high priest. And then if you continue on in Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, who? Jesus Christ. Notice it didn't, it didn't say that the high priest is your, your husband's name, or, or if you're the, uh, the husband, your name. 
So again, this teaching is is not a true teaching. Then of course there's more scriptures, Hebrews 4 verse 14 and 15, Hebrews 6 verse number 20, Hebrews 8 verse number 1. So again, Jesus is our high priest and we cannot take the place of something that Jesus is. And then also we know that this is not a a position for man in his house to be as far as the spiritual head and act as some type of mediator or some type of go-between, you know, God and man, or in this case, you know, God and um, the wife. Jesus Christ is the only mediator of the New Testament between God and man. Of course, we know that in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Notice it did not say that there's more mediators. Notice it didn't say that there's a group of mediators called husbands and um, you know they should be mediating or spiritually heading their homes. It does not see that say that. And to to interject into the scriptures, okay, is 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 nothing more than con- conjuncture and it's nothing more than eisegesis. Okay? It's it's basically inserting something into scriptures that is not there, okay, to just to perhaps meet your own view or your own denomination's view to bring everything in line with perhaps your own opinion. So in the new, the Bible says that we are uh, we are all in Christ. We are all in Christ. So this teaching, again, just from the, just from a scriptural perspective, is not a true teaching because number one, we're in the new, and every one of us is a high priest. Number two. Uh, in the new covenant, Jesus is is our high priest. Okay, is our high priest. We are all priests, but Jesus is our high priest. And then number three, Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. And then finally, we are in the new covenant. And in the new covenant, we are in Christ. The Bible says we're in Christ. We didn't say only men or only husbands are in Christ. We are in Christ. And then, of course, we know that in Galatians, it says that there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female. So, how do we reconcile this when we say the husband, the male, is the high priest, or the husband has this position? Uh, You may debate me on it. You may get upset with me talking this way or teaching about this. That's That's okay. I'm I'm used to that. That, that. That would be nothing new. But you can't just make things up because your denomination or your beliefs or your background or traditions of men believe that. There's nothing in the Word of God that uh, suggests, suggests this. Okay. Now, the husband can, let's, let's just clarify something, the husband can lead in spiritual activities of the home. Okay, that's, that's for certain. The husband can lead the wife, or the husband can lead his, uh, his wife, who's, who's a woman, of course, um, to, in the spiritual activities of the home. Uh, in prayer and you know uh, you know hearing from God and things like that um, you know there's nothing wrong with that but they don't have to in many cases uh, women are more spiritually mature than men and uh, again when I first got saved and I married my wife she was she was in ministry for eight years and she was saved for I think about a good 12 years before uh, you know we even met for me to step in, as a baby Christian and say, oh, I'm the spiritual head of the home and therefore you have to just listen to me, uh, is wrong. So, uh, I, I, again, I know this is probably rocking somebody's world out there and they don't, uh, you know, they're, they're just kind of getting agitated right now. But that's okay. We, we do deliverance ministry and we have no problem doing that uh, with you. Um, 
the bottom line is this. Women don't have to do what husbands tell them to do spiritually. That, 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 now again, that, that may sound like, oh my God, you know, what is he saying? Well, again, we, where do we get this mindset, number one, that when we get married, somehow we lose our individuality? That somehow that the wife comes under my wing, and therefore I hear from God, she doesn't, and I hear from God, and she does, but my hearing from God overrules her hearing from God. This is nonsense. This is just, again, just interjecting our own views and our own opinions. We both have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does and can talk to both of, to both of us. So again, we don't use, lose our individual, individuality when we get married. Um, let, me, let me give you an example of this. Um, several years ago, a good friend of mine, uh, he went to a good, solid Bible-based church that he was really getting equipped in and, and taught in. And uh, when he got married, he got married to a young lady who he loved, but she was deeply into her denomination. It was a, it was a religious denomination. I don't want to mention it, but it was a big religious denomination. And when they were talking about getting married, you know, she kept on saying, oh, I'm just going to follow you and, you know, all this, all this other stuff, what have you. Um, but what ended up happening is when they got married, uh, she was so adamant on going to her church and he was adamant on going to her, his church. It just caused a, some, you know, obviously some, some budding of the heads. Now I said all that to say this is that there's no place in the scripture, number one, that husband and wife have to go to the same church. Okay. Now I'm not suggesting, and I don't advocate that that's the case, but just because, and let's just change it. Let's say in the case of my example, that it was the man, not the woman, who really liked their denomination. And although they, before marriage, they agreed that they would go to his church, with, with by switching it would be her church. Um, then they get married, and then he, let's just say, is, throws out the scripture, well, hey, I'm the high priest of the house, and I'm the spiritual head. You need to come to my church. That's nonsense, Okay. Um, that's nothing more than personal preference. In many cases, it's religious, it's traditional. And God may have told uh, the woman to go to an equipping center or a Bible-based, you know, good Bible, strong Bible-based church that does deliverance, teaches strong and uh, uh, positive views on eschatology, victorious views on eschatology, apostolic, prophetic, deliverance, all these different things. It's more of a kingdom church. But then, let's say the husband goes to a religious, traditional, denominational-type church, should the woman, because he's the spiritual head or high priest of the home, or at least he thinks he is, uproot what she's learning and, and, and go over to some religious church? Absolutely not. Okay, now again, I believe the best situation is for uh, a family to go to church together and, and a family to, 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 you know, husband and wife to go together to church. I think that's, uh, that's great. But to use this, this scripture here in Ephesians as a husband... And to tell your wife that you need to come with me, I make the decisions, I'm the spiritual head of the home, I'm the high priest of the home, that is nothing more than, than witchcraft and to get your wife to follow you to go do something that you probably shouldn't be doing. And, and you're, you're going to a jacked up church, you're probably jacked up, and here you now are so missing God that you want your wife to come. So again, it's just a form of manipulation, it's just straight manipulation and control. And it's not just... Let me conclude with this. It's not just manipulation and control from men using these scriptures to women. Women can use these same scriptures to a man to manipulate him to do something that, you know, they feel that he needs to do. Casting that 
some responsibility or some care onto the husband by saying, you know what, you're the high priest at home. You make that decision. Uh, you're the my spiritual head. You tell me what we should do. And then when it goes wrong, then you know it, it's a point of uh, being able to finger point to the husband and say, well, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. At the end of the day, it's still control. And it's still manipulation. So, again, people of God, we're called to walk in freedom. We're called to walk in liberty, not bondage. And, you know, men need to be focusing on loving and serving uh, their wife and being the leader of their wife, not being the controller and the manipulator, and certainly not being the high priest or the spiritual head. Christ is the spiritual head. We have the Holy Spirit. Uh, We've all been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Okay, okay. just men just be the leader of your home and the essence of leadership is communication if you want to be a good leader in your home you don't need to be the high priest you couldn't be it if you wanted to if you tried you can't be the spiritual head even if you try that's christ that's not your job but you can be an effective leader you can be an effective lover and you can be effective server and servant to your wife uh and, and by communicating amen well i see that uh my time is up and I do want to make mention that uh, we do have a website, www.aotbm.org. And if you are interested in more uh, materials, uh, products, please go there and you can see all everything we have. Also, uh, want to make mention of our upcoming Ecclesia School of Ministry. Stay tuned for more information. But this school is going to enable you to take some dynamic classes and allow you to uh, get your uh, ordination and get commissioned into particular ministries such as apostle, prophet, what have you. Um, also, I just want to say that I need and appreciate your giving. And I would ask that you consider to sow a seed into this ministry. If you'd like to do that, once again, please go to our website, www.aotbm.org. And you, in the welcome area, you can see that we have a place where you can sow your seed. Well, this is Apostle Robert Summers. And as always, walk in your authority and your dominion.